Welcome to another episode of the Wake Up and Worship podcast by God's Honest Truth Ministries. In this episode, Jesus tells us without any confusion or mystery who God is, and you'll be stunned at the millions who are believing in a Jesus that is not the Jesus of Scripture. Find out more coming up right after this. Welcome to Wake Up and Worship, Truth Restored, a podcast uniting the true bride of the United States of America, preparing the saints who will accept the call of God, His truth, and to endure the unwavering faith until the end. Join us in ministering to the lost and deceived, being a light to those who are blind and cannot see in this obviously failing world. Please welcome your host, Brother Sean Embry. If this is your first time listening to the Wake Up and Worship podcast, thanks so much for joining us. It's no accident. I'm your host, Brother Sean Embry. I I believe that God has drawn you here to this ministry to worship the only true God in spirit and in truth. God has sent this ministry out among the wolves to restore the truths of God that have been lost from the days of old, from the minds and counsels of men. We are looking for anyone who wants to truly know God and His Son Jesus Christ in spirit and truth. If this sounds like you or what you need, please consider subscribing and join us on this journey as we serve one another in love on the narrow way. I have some important links in the description with access to some extremely helpful free resources you can use to follow Jesus of the Scripture as He leads and guides us on the narrow way in spirit and truth. Don't forget to grab yours today. This is the sixth episode of our Commands of Jesus series where we are covering all the commands of Jesus in the Gospels that we must obey and follow to be counted as a child of God. If we are not doing these things, then we are in rebellion to the God of Jesus and our Father, the only true God. I was blown away as to how many people teach in error to the commands of Jesus. The Lord has led me to teach this series so that those who will receive it can have the truth, which leads to eternal life. This will be the final episode of the Gospel of John, and we will move to the Gospel of Luke next week. So here in this episode, Jesus shocks us all as he tells us directly who he is and who God is. And I'm telling you, it's not what you think, because many people who claim Jesus to be their Lord don't understand the truth, because it has been completely taken over by men of intellectual status and prestige that have given very cunning and deceptive speeches and writings from many centuries ago. And people have chased after their false teachings and have led so many astray. And now that we're in the end of days, that the birthing pains have began, that the Holy Scriptures teach of and that Jesus prophesied, we're in them. God is calling His church, the true church, to come out from all of these false teachings and come back onto the narrow way. And only those who are on that narrow way will receive the kingdom. And the scripture tells us that it will only be a few in in comparison to the majority of the world. Look, I am just a messenger and a servant of the Lord Jesus He sent me to be a witness of him being risen and to to let everyone that I can speak of know that he is alive and that he is well today. The son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, the only true Jesus, the only true son of God. And now that he is where he is, we who are in the true faith are there with him and he is with us. And in Him is the great God and Father of all. And when we receive the kingdom, we will have God in us all and all, including His Son Jesus, who has been and is the firstborn of the new creation. He is the firstborn of many brethren that will come in the faith that is the few that make it. 
Be part of that few. I am called and ordained for such a time as this, and the time is the end of days prophesied by our Lord. We are living out the final chapter of this world as we know it. And I hope to reach as many who are desiring to become children of God in spirit and truth to help you receive the narrow way. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to Lord, make, command. I'm not here to, to try to twist your arm to, to do certain things. I'm here to give you the truth. I'm here to give you the ways to the kingdom that God has given me. And you can either do it or not. That's your choice. That's why God gave us free will to make that choice. But there is a narrow way that you must be on to enter the kingdom and to have eternal life. If you don't have eternal life, the day that God brings takes his breath away from you, then you will never receive the kingdom that is to come. Don't be that person. Whether that person is in the faith or isn't, I'm commanded to feed the sheep of our Lord and King and help those that are lost to find their way home. I have to do what God has given me to do. I have to speak what God gives me to speak. I am a servant of the Lord. And though I am free in the Lord, I still have to do what I have been called to do. And that is what I'm doing. And I pray that you'll come with me. Will you join me in prayer as we begin this episode and just spend some time with our almighty God and creator and his son, the Lord Jesus. Our father in heaven, we praise you and we come to you with hope in our heart, with a desire and a drawing of expectation that people would come to hear your truth and that they would not follow in the same footsteps of so many of old, like the Pharisees that crucified our Lord and King. Help us, Father, to be led by you, that we would help others to know your way, and that we who are in the bride are obedient, and that we are following in your ways and will, in your order, in our homes, and in the church. And that each person is following your way and will, as the scripture has given us the order in which we must be in. And no, that's not a work to be obedient, Father. We know this who are in the true faith, but so many teach against obedience in today's world, using your grace as a shield to commit sin. And Father, I pray that the veil that is upon their eyes that believe they can do these things would be removed and that your truth would be received and that they would too become a child of God, you and Father. That they would become part of your family and that they would secure their place in your kingdom that Jesus your Son has prepared for them as he has prepared our place for us who are going to enter into that kingdom. Father, help us to know the way. Help us to be righteous in your eyes. Help and make our path straight, Father, so that we are not confused by what our calling is and that we would not desire to do more or less than what you have called us to do and be. And that people would be humble and understand that even though there is an order that we must be in, we all work together for your glory. No one is more important than the other. We're just all called differently with a different anointing and a different blessing and gifting. And the problem that I see in the faith, Father, we need help, is that so many cannot come under the understanding that someone else may know something different than them. They're not willing to be humbled. They have to stay at the head of whatever organization they believe that they're in and they don't know you. Help them to know you, Father. Help them to love as you love, not love as the world loves. Because the love of the world will get us nowhere. We will not receive the kingdom if we have the love of the world. 
We need the love of God. And only a true child of God knows what that love is. And those who are of the world will receive those who are in the world. But those who are of the world and love like the world, they will not receive those who are loving like God loves. Help us to know the difference, Father. Help those who claim to be a child of God, that they would be, and that they would know your truth, and that they would be humble and willing to see their error. And that I, Father, if I am in error, show me. For I only desire to do your will and, your, and be obedient to your ways so that I can enter into your glorious kingdom and help as many people as you would give me to help. I know I can do nothing on my own strength. Nothing that I do, Father, I know I can do in my own strength. It must come from you. It must be your way. And in your timing, help us to be in your will, Father, always. And if we're not, Father, show us, reveal it to us. Help us to fulfill the fruit of your Spirit in our lives so that we may be the light and the salt of this world that helps them to come and be on the narrow way. We honor you and we praise you. We thank you. We love you. And we thank you for the sacrifices that have been made by you, Father, and your Son, Jesus, having died for us willingly to obey your plan so that he can atone for the sins of the world, for those who choose to follow him in your ways. Not all of this world's sins is completely taken away because of the atonement of Jesus, your son. The sins of those of us who come to know him in truth and in spirit, worshiping you in spirit and truth, will know that narrow way and will have our sins forgiven. All others who do not know you or your son Jesus and have not come to full repentance and salvation being born again of the water and the spirit in the name of your son Jesus, anyone who has not followed your way of salvation will not enter into your kingdom, Father, for your scripture tells us this is so. Help as many, Father, that are willing to hear your draw, come to know your truth in this ministry or someone else that is called like we are, that knows your truth, that's being raised up in this end generation to face the wolves that have crept into the faith, and many there are. But I know that I serve the only true God. I know you, Jesus, with me. Go before me and prepare my way and the ways of those who are in the faith, the true children of God, and any that comes against us must face the wrath of God our Father. We honor you and praise you and thank you for your protection, for your provision, for your blessings, your favor of your true children. And may we continue to operate as you have called us to, as you have gifted us to, by your giftings, by your atoning. We honor you and we praise you and we pray all this in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen and amen. Chapter 15, verse 4 through 27. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, 
so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own, as it is you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. Uh, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have been, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. This is a long passage and covers many things. Jesus taught his apostles then and now. Jesus is teaching us to remain in him obedient following his commands and teachings in the true love of the Father and Son. This means, if we remain in him, we will bear good fruit as it is them in us, Father and Son. But if we do not remain in him, meaning that we can leave the faith and go back into the world Jesus took us out of, if we choose to, we will not have them, and our fruit will no longer be good, and a strong delusion will be given. We must stay in the ways and commands of Jesus as he teaches us, or the vain doctrines of man will be what you follow, and the truth will not be in you. Do you really want to risk your eternal peace on the intellect of men? I don't want to, and I'm not going to walk in that blind darkness. I'm going to walk by faith and obedience in the spirit of truth that is in me and every true follower and child of God. Again, Jesus teaches us to love one another as Jesus was loved by the Father and how Jesus loved them, his followers, and all who obey his commands then and now. Jesus is teaching the apostles, be prepared because all that you teach that I have taught you they who are in the world and of the world will hate you, calling you names, persecuting you, and so much more. Because they who have not the Spirit and are of the world, they hate Jesus, His commands and teachings, and, and they teach contrary to what Jesus taught, yet they claim they do teach what Jesus teaches. What a strong delusion in these end days so many have fallen under. Come out of her! and drink of the living water, and eat the bread that is the Son of God our Lord and King Jesus, to the glory of God our Father. Anyone 
that teaches against Jesus and his commands hates both the Father and the Son. Both. And as Jesus taught his apostles of his day, this must be so. The prophecy and the law will be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Jesus commands us to testify of him when the Comforter comes, because the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is Jesus, the Son of God, reconciling us back to the Father as our only high priest and intercessor. If you do not obey the commands of Jesus, as he taught, you will not enter the kingdom. Please come and know the truth that is Jesus, the Son of God. Chapter 16, verse 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Here Jesus is teaching us the importance of having him and knowing him. Not just that you know a name, but that you have a true relationship with the only begotten Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, who is the firstborn and created of many brethren. If you have the Son of God in obedience and truth, you will have the Father, our God and Creator, and all we ask in the name of the Son of God. The Father will give our joy to the true children, and it will be full. Chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Here, Jesus is reassuring his apostles that if you believe on me and do all that I have commanded you to obey and follow, you too will overcome this world as I have. If you don't, you never had me or my father. In the beginning of the chapter, here in chapter 16, Jesus is teaching his apostles that those who follow him and obey his commands will be thrown out of churches and will even be killed. And they will do it thanking the people that are killing them and are throwing them out of their churches. They think that they are doing a service for God. And he comforts them saying, they will do these things because they do not know me or my father. But Jesus is telling his apostles then and his apostles, prophets, and all that are called to lead the bride today in the order and the commands of God and Jesus, that I have told you that when these things come, do not fear, it must be this way, but it is a sign that I and my Father are in you and you in us. We must listen to the words of Jesus just as he spoke them, for they are God himself. The words Jesus spoke are God himself. Chapter 20, verse 16, 23. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned toward him and cried out, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. This passage is so misunderstood by so many people teaching an error. What did Jesus just say in this passage? That God is his father. He is less than God, meaning he is subordinate 
to God and that that God that he is subordinate to is our God and Father, the Creator. And he then goes in and tells the apostles after his resurrection and has now become the spirit that will indwell every true believer. He is the new creation, the final creation, and we who have him are many brethren of him. Because when we receive our bodies in the day of his return, we will enter into the kingdom as Jesus has entered into the kingdom. He tells us clearly that he is our brother. Never did he once say that he is our father. If you make Jesus the father, you deny the son. And if you deny the son at any time, he will deny you before his God and our God and father, the true believer. In this passage, so many things are clarified that Jesus was and is still teaching today to those God has given him to give the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to prepare saints and edify the bride. Jesus is in his resurrected body and Mary is seeing him, our Lord and Savior, the one that they had been walking with for all those years. I cannot and I don't understand why so many people want to preach and teach against Jesus and his truth the truth of God. We must obey and believe on him, the son of God, in spirit and in truth, both. And we will know the only true God that is his God and our God. This is clear. And so many teach contrary to the commands and teachings of Jesus himself because they can't comprehend spiritual things for they do not have the spirit of truth in them or the father. So Mary goes and tells the bro our brothers who are in the true faith, that she has seen the Lord. And what was the testimony of the one she saw? He is the Son of God. Jesus that she saw, and she told them all that Jesus told her to tell them. To the believer, Jesus commands us to have peace and joy in our faith and obedience. So Jesus explains what he is there to do, and he tells his apostles that he, the Son of God, is sending them out just as the Father sent him, the Son of God, to us. So when Jesus told them this, that he was sending them to give the gospel and all Jesus taught them, he breathed on them and commanded them to receive the Holy Spirit and told them, if you forgive someone's sins, their sin is forgiven. But if you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is extremely powerful. I pray you're still listening. This is extremely powerful. Those of us who are truly called and ordained, anointed of God to take the truth to the bride in the world, God is healing the sins of the world through us, and we are all unified as one in the bride. Not all are called to this, yet many have claimed it without being called and chosen of God. You will know them by whether or not they teach as Jesus did. You will know their fruit, and it will bear witness. Jesus says, go and sin no more. If they teach anything that is contrary to not sinning anymore, they're in error. They may not know the Lord. If they are denying Jesus after the resurrection as being the Son of God, alive and well today, you need to leave that person immediately. And I don't care how they try to use the scriptures to reconcile their error. They are denying the Son of God. And in that denial, they personally will not know the Lord in the coming kingdom. They will not receive the kingdom. But you still have an opportunity. And they still have an opportunity if they repent and come to the truth. No matter how they spin the scripture, they're still lost if they deny Jesus, the Son of God, in any way at any time. The Lord Jesus is not there because they have denied him at the core of their faith and that he has commanded us to obey his commands the Father has given him. We must believe in Jesus, the Son of God, and his God and Father. That is all true believers, God and Father. We must obey what Jesus says, not man. We're not called to trust in man. We're called to trust in the Lord. 
Why do so many people have this desire to put their faith and trust in a man? All of these, there are so many that won't listen to the truth of God because some person that they're sitting under tells them not to. They're just being a Pharisee with a religious spirit attached to them. And I'm not saying that they don't have the spirit. I'm not saying they're not being led of God or are called of God. What I'm saying is that their flesh is so heavy that they're not hearing from God. Because if you are denying Jesus in anything that he taught and commanded us to do, and you're saying that you don't have to, and that you don't believe the way that Jesus believed, guess what? You don't have the kingdom. I don't care how long you've been in the faith. I don't care the circumstances that you've had happen to you and that your faith has got you through. I don't care what miracles, wonders, prayers you've answered, what dreams or visions you've had. None of that. If you are doing anything against the teachings of Jesus and what he taught and believed, you are in error. And we who know the truth are called to call you out and say, repent, come to the only truth that there is. And please, I pray, come so that you can know the only true God. I don't know if in the final judgment, if you continue the way that you're going, teaching against Jesus and what he believed and taught, what he commanded us to do and believe, that you'll have your place in the kingdom or not. That's not for me. I'm not here to condemn anyone. That's God's job. My job is just to give the message that God gave me in my heart to give to so many people who are deceived in this world because the world has deceived so many. The enemy is running rampant, seeking whom he may devour through his cunning ways. Don't be caught up in it. Read the scriptures and know that Jesus is Lord. And everything that Jesus said about himself and about the Father is true. There's no ambiguity. It's not a secret. There's no mystery. It's not. Jesus isn't saying, I'm the Son of God, but actually I'm actually the Father, so I'm actually pretending to be the Son. Pretending is deception. It's clear. God does not pretend. Jesus does not pretend. They are who they say they are. God is greater than Jesus. Jesus is God's son, but they're one in power and authority in the same spirit that only makes up the only true God. Our God is spirit and light. Those of us who are in him and with him are spirit and light. And until we receive our glorified body, just as the son of God did, because he was a true man, then we will be one as they are one in the kingdom to come. If you do not believe this, if you do not have this, we're told that the scripture says you will not know the kingdom because the Lord does not know you and will turn you away in judgment. I'll get into that teaching about a very large group of people who Jesus turns away and you're going to be extremely shocked about who those people are. Stay in the true bride. If you're in any teaching or any organization, any church, any understanding, any person who is professing the faith that is teaching that Jesus is not saying what he's saying is true. They're saying that Jesus is a liar. And I would not listen to anyone who claims that Jesus is a liar, even if they don't understand that they're doing it. God did not say ignorance would keep us from knowing the truth. He said, I would not have my children to be ignorant. God does not let his children be ignorant to the, to the false deceptions and the errors out there. I pray that you take this and receive this in love because that is what I am trying to do. And I know this is hard. But you know, I can only do what God is telling me to do, what he has given me to say and do, and that is what I'm here to do. When you look at the scriptures, if you're a Bible believer and you read, and you look at the times when God's chosen men came, they were fearful of that prophet because they knew that they were coming to be corrected. When God uses people, especially to fulfill his plan and purpose, because that's always what he's used men to do, we're in the end of days and there are certain things that we have to, that has to come to pass to fulfill the prophetic words of our Lord Jesus, because Jesus is not a liar. All that Jesus said will come to pass because it is what God's plan is. And we see it today, right now, with the rumors of wars and the pestilence of the COVID and other things that are happening. These prophecies are happening right before our eyes. I cannot believe that you are not paying attention. And if you're hearing this, please follow this ministry. Not because we're special, but because we're in the truth. This is where the protection of God will be all who are in the bride. If you're not in the bride, there will be no protection. Not to say that it's going to be easy, not to say that it won't be difficult, but in the end, we will be protected and glorified to be with the Father. Chapter 21, verse 15 to 25. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? 
And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will still stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. In this final passage, Jesus is speaking to his apostles. And these are apostles that Jesus held very dear to him. Uh, Peter, James, and John, you'll know in the Gospels that Jesus did a lot of things um, privately with these three. And we see here that Peter and John at the end of this gospel, are together with Jesus after the resurrection, and they are still knowing him and know that he is the Son of God and that he and God are together. So Jesus is telling Peter and basically telling Peter, hey, I know you denied me three times, but this is your calling. This is what I have you to do. So Jesus speaks directly to Peter to help him with his guilt of denying Jesus. And Jesus commands Peter to do three things. And each has meaning for a truly called anointed man of God. The three commands was to feed Jesus' lambs, tend his sheep, and to feed them. And then Jesus then explains to Peter what he would experience in his glorification of not Jesus, the Son of God, but his death would glorify God, our Father. This passage is so misunderstood because of power-hungry men desiring authority, recognition, and did not want to lose what they perceived was a position of honor they had exalted themselves to by their own intellect and knowledge of man, and they did not have the Spirit of God in them. Jesus commands his apostles, prophets, preachers, and teachers to work together to prepare the saints of God, not lord over those who are not called in this way. I won't drag this on. This, is, this will be taught at another time in another episode series but as God leads me to restore that truth. Here, Jesus finishes commanding his disciples to follow him still and to continue just as he had given them before he died and was resurrected by the Father. He's still the same man. He's still the same person that they were following with and after. And God is still his God and Father who is still in heaven. This is very clear there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, preachers, and teachers today as well. But so many people are claiming that these offices are no longer operating. And this is taking away so much of the gifts that God has given the church to prepare it. These people claim the title of Christ. They claim to be Christ, meaning anointed, but have no power or authority from God as God and his son is not in them. If anyone teaches against the order, ways, and will of God, as it is laid out by Jesus his Son and his apostles, no matter how cunning and good and right it sounds, if it contradicts Jesus and what he has given and taught, 
They are in error, and you should truly seek God's guidance as to know what to do. Let's summarize the commands of Jesus, uh, not only in this final episode of the Gospel of John, but the Gospel of John in totality. And so the first command in this episode that, that Jesus commanded us was that we are to remain in him, meaning that we are and we can and are able to go outside of the Lord once we have known him. And so this whole once saved, always saved belief out here is a complete fallacy to the teachings of Jesus. It's a complete contradiction to the plan of God. Because that's what free will is. If, if you're saying that once we know the Lord, we can no longer sin and we can no longer fall outside of the way and plan and will of God, you are completely ignorant in what you're teaching. Because Jesus commands us right here, remain in me. That means that we can fall away from him. That It's simple. You, you People have tried to... Uh, use so much of human intellect and knowledge that they are just completely missing the point of the scripture and what the scripture says, what Jesus was teaching. And I really have a hard time with a lot of these people professing the faith and whether or not they um, are actually being led of the spirit or not. Because when you were saying something that completely contradicts the Lord Jesus and what he commanded us to do, there's a huge issue there. And I know that a lot of people will say, oh, you're, um, you're judging. You know, we're going to teach on that. That, that is another uh, snare of the enemy to keep people in sin, and uh, especially people who are in the true faith. So before I get to going too far off track here, let's go ahead and jump back in here. Because um, the second command in this episode was to keep my commands. So Jesus tells us to stay in him, and to remain in him because he is the true vine and the vineyard owner is his father, our God, and he is the vine and we are the branches of him, the son of God. And in order for us to receive the father, we must go through the true vine. So then we're to come. He tells us again, he's reiterating this over and over and over throughout this entire gospel and all of the gospels. Keep my commandments. Do what I am telling you, because what I am telling you is the way to the father. Because he's telling us right here in this command, in this one, is that keep my commands as I have kept my father's commands. So Jesus kept the commands of the first covenant in order to reconcile the world back to the father through the perfection of what the law was supposed to be. But human beings fail. We fail every day. We fail every time. So Jesus gives us the way by, by fulfilling the father's commands in perfection. And now we, the branches of the vine, must follow what he is commanding and do what he is teaching so that we may have him, the Son of God, Jesus, our Lord and King, and the Father. Without this understanding, without this, this path of getting and knowing and receiving the kingdom, you don't and won't receive the kingdom. Jesus commands us to love each other as I have shown you to love. See, this is very important. When you look at the scriptures and you see how Jesus loved, it's not like how the, the world says we must love. It's a different kind of love. It's a just love. It's a perfect love. It's a righteous love. And if we are not able to love in the righteousness that God loves in, then we don't know him. We don't have him. We don't have the Lord Jesus with us. Too many people are chasing after the love of the world instead of the love of God. And they're trying to blend the love of the world to what the love of God is, making God something that he isn't. The fourth command here was to remember what I have told you and obey my teachings. Again, he's reiterating, remember what I said. Do what I have told you to do and obey what I am telling you and you will receive the kingdom. 
And this is why the other writers of the New Testament began to teach on how important it is to stay on the foundation, to not follow after the false teachers, to not follow after those people that are going out away from the faith, the true faith that Jesus taught and the apostles taught, saying that they were had a deeper revelation of God and it changes the scripture. So they take the scripture, they change it, and they make it say what they want it to say instead of letting it teach them as Jesus taught it. People out here saying, don't go and sin. Guess what Jesus said? He taught us to sin no more. That's a command. If you're out here sinning willfully and you think you're going to be okay just because you keep asking for forgiveness, I'm, I'm telling you, eventually you risk God sending a strong delusion upon you. We must try with all that we are to be sinless and to be perfect in righteousness because Jesus commands us to go and be perfect as well. The fifth command in this episode that Jesus commanded us was that we must testify of the Son of God in truth as He taught. He's saying that you will go and you must testify of Me. If you're teaching and testifying in any other way than Jesus as being the Son of God and you're claiming Him to be something that He never claimed to be, that He the Father never said that He was, then you are taking and you're changing the Scripture. You're adding to it. And by doing this, you're reading between the lines of Scripture and you're creating doctrines that are completely false to what Jesus was teaching. We're commanded to do all things in the name of Jesus, all things in the faith, in the Son of God's name. We're commanded to be of good cheer because Jesus overcame the world and those of us who are in Him will always have good cheer no matter what comes because we know that we have Him and that we are going to be happy and we will be cheerful to not be anxious. We know what we're receiving because we have received it, God and the Lord Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus commands us to receive the Holy Spirit. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. That means it's a command that if you don't receive the Holy Spirit, you will not enter into the kingdom. And there is a specific process that we must go through in order to receive that Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus commands us, who are truly called and chosen by God to preach and teach the truth. He commands us to go and feed the lambs, tend the sheep, and to feed the sheep. Not everyone is called to this position, except for so many people have taught that everyone's called to do these things. And that's not the order of God. It's not the will of God. And it's why we've got so many false teachings out here. It's why we've got so many people going against the truth of God, teaching their own doctrines, and they're going to have to face judgment for it. Jesus commands us yet again to follow him to follow his ways, to follow his teachings and stop trying to make other scripture contradict what Jesus talks specifically and clearly in, in, in commanding us to do. Yet today, so many have chased after their own understandings, teaching an error against the Lord. Today, many are screaming revival. We need help. God, unite us. And I too have this same crying in my spirit. But before we can come together, before God will move in power and authority in the church, the bride must be restored back to the truths of God and the original gospel that's been polluted by intellectuals and their doctrines from their minds and not the leading of God. Once we're able to break free from the lukewarm church of today, the true children of God, the true bride, and come back to the true vine and the vineyard owner, revival will come. And what a mighty revival it will be. We must restore the truths lost from the days of old. Join us in the true bride and know your place in the kingdom that is soon to come. Jesus gave 35 commands in the Gospel of John. Are you following these commands? Listen, commands are things that we must do. We must obey them in order to be counted as a child of God. If we are not following these commands and ways, our faith is no greater than that of the Pharisees that crucified Jesus. Stop letting the world dictate society and culture, how you should live, what is good. Because the scripture and God's way tells us how to do that. The world will never tell us the way to live for God to get the kingdom. The world will always keep us separate from God. Start living like God is telling us to through his son, Jesus, our brother, our Lord, and our King. I got a question of the day. Do you think the scripture is a mystery that cannot be understood by anyone because God is too great? Let me know by leaving a comment in the discussion below. 
I believe if you're listening to this, it's because God is reaching you to know his truth. What are you going to do with it? That is all up to you. I will turn to the other Gospels for confirmation from the Lord himself. If you don't believe me and what I'm saying, please, for your sake and your sake of your eternal life, obey Jesus. Listen to the words that he has given us in the scripture as he has given it in these passages. As there are many who profess the name of Jesus as Lord, but do not know him or the Father, but believe they do with the same veil and delusion that is upon the Pharisees of old and all who deny Jesus and his ways and commands today. Luke chapter 6, 46 to 49. Jesus says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. I am just a servant and a temple of Jesus the Son of God and God our Father. It is they who do all things through us, the true believer. My hope is to be a light to as many as will come out of the darkness of the false teachings of so many centuries and come back to the true faith and receive your promised place in the kingdom of God. Join me next Thursday at 6 a.m. as we continue this journey of restoring the truths of God lost from the days of old. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast by clicking the follow button and hitting that bell notification so you don't miss any of the teachings of our Lord Jesus. Your eternal life may depend on you being like a child to receive his truth in the eternal kingdom that is soon to come. Finally, help us to reach the lost and deceived by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Maybe you could share us to your timeline and all whom God will draw could come and receive the truth. Thank you so much for your help and support. We cannot do this without you. We have a lot of fun and exciting things coming up, and I hope you'll join us on the narrow way, being blessed as we are blessed by the only true God. Have a wonderful day, and may the peace and love of God be with you all in the name of Jesus our Lord and King. And please, always remember, God loves you and wants you no matter where you are in this life. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Worship. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook at GHT Ministries. While you're there, go to the Community tab and join the Kingdom Family Private Facebook Community. Also, engage with the show by sending us questions, comments, and concerns via Anchor's voice messaging system in their app. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, God bless.